yo, 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 Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris. Comedy advice to fix your life. Something like that. One of these days, we're really going to flip the hell out of our, not expression, our slogan. I feel like we change it every every nine months or so. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the OG, the original uh, audio engineer, producer extraordinaire, Mike, is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hey, yo, what's up? What's up, Mike? What's up, indeed? We also have our, you know, our current best friend in the whole wide world. Mike was once upon that he, he used to have that title, uh, no longer. But our current best friend in the whole wide world, he is standing in the corner on standby. Anytime we need him, he is very reliable. Uh, Mr. Dell, why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I am definitely a real person in the room. Thank you, Dell. You guys might know me, Chris, from the show, mostly. It's a show. We're going to talk about it. It's called Chris to Chris Podcast. Anywhere podcasts are sold for free, we're there. We're on Spotify. Uh, what else is there? What's the other one that starts with an S? Uh, Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on upandloaded.com. That's the website where we host this show. We are there. We are there. You can check us out anywhere podcasts are sold for free. You can download the show from our website. You can stream it from our website. Whatever. We just want you to hear the show. We want your friends and family to hear the show. We want 8 billion people consecutively listening to the show every Friday. You know, if we move the day eventually. We've got a, a lot of years ahead of us, we hope, so it's possible that we could move the day around. It might not always be on a Friday. I digress. Let's digress a little bit. We have a lot of show to get through. Speaking of uh, the show, we have a great one for you this week. We're going to be talking about the next Spider-Man movie. We're going to talk about the next Smash Brothers fighter. We're going to talk about paranoid people, listener questions, and most importantly of all, we are going to have an exclusive interview with my wife, Brittany. Spoiler alert, we got her back. We got her back. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. It's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a week, but we finally made it to today, to this moment. October 2nd, the day this episode airs. Most importantly of all, Chris to Chris is finally... 100 years old. This is our 100th episode. Mike, can I get some uh, some cheering, some kind of applause, some fanfare of some sorts? You know what this means? You know what this means? This means that Chris to Chris finally has enough episodes to be syndicated. Mike is looking at me like he has no idea what I'm talking about. So for those of you that are not old, uh, when a show reaches 100 episodes, it qualifies for syndication, meaning Chris to Chris can now be licensed to a bunch of different channels and outlets. Meaning, more, more importantly meaning, I'm about to get paid for reruns of this show. So from now on, I'm getting, you know, like a thousand dollar check Anytime somebody plays an episode of Chris to Chris after an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond or King of Queens or Saved by the Bell, whatever you're watching on repeat, after, somewhere sandwiched in between there, between uh, King of Queens and The Office at 6.30 p.m. is an episode of Chris to Chris. 
and uh, I'm getting paid for it. That's what I assume is going to happen, at least. So, TV stations are going to be playing your audio podcast, which has no set length, in between 30-minute sitcoms. Yeah, that's right. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it, it, it's a pretty exciting time to be the host of this show, to, to, be, to be frank. Speaking of the show, I wanted to do something special for our 100th episode. It wasn't easy, but as I mentioned at the top of the show, I managed to secure another interview with my wife, Brittany. And I want you to stick around because I think it's great. I think it's great. I don't know. I haven't heard it. I've only participated in it, but I haven't listened to it yet. In the meantime, uh, let's move on to a little thing we like to call the tip of the week. It's just the tip. Of the week. So I hope you're not expecting any kind of a story about middle school this week because I'm not going to be sharing a story about middle school this week. We've got a lot to get through this week, so this is going to be fairly quick, fairly brief. A couple years ago, I worked in the city of, not a couple, actually, it's now been five years since I moved back. Over five years ago. I worked in the city of Las Vegas, Nevada, and this was during the last big Ebola outbreak in the United States, which in retrospect looks like chicken shit next to COVID, right? Anyway, the the fear was real, palpable around the world. And I worked uh, grave shifts at the time, which is when all the fucking weirdos would call into Vegas hotels. I have stories for days about that. I had a chick call in on her wedding night asking for a cot for her drunk-ass uncle to spend the night in her room with her and her horny, newlywed husband. Also had a guy call in uh, pissed off that his hotel room had a small round window from the bedroom to the shower. Las Vegas, right? Las Vegas, got to chalk it up to that. He said, yo... He's he's calling in angry at me. He said, yo, my fiance is super religious and she is not going to be happy that her husband can see her naked body while she showers. I don't know why they picked Las Fuggin Vegas. Fuggin Vegas? How do you say that? Is Fuggin a swear word? Is that something we would need to censor? I don't know, we've been very, uh, we've been playing it very fast and loose with our, our sensor bleeps over the last few weeks. I'm, I'm recording this episode as of right now. It is, uh, one minute to 10.30 p.m. on a Thursday night. And I have to work tomorrow, so, uh, no, we're probably not censoring this episode. Uh, so get ready for that explicit tag to, to matter this, this week. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why you, have your honeymoon in Las Vegas and, you know, get upset when you see something very Las Vegasy. If you're concerned about that kind of thing, maybe maybe don't maybe don't go to Vegas. But that was pretty much life for me back then. Anyway, this was like maybe, I don't know, 20, 2014 or so. So, I don't know, 6-7 years ago. And I understand math. I know seven years ago would have been 2013. I'm just saying. Around that time. So this woman, she calls in asking to talk to a manager. So, okay. All right, whatever, fine. Talk to my manager. Uh, I, I put on 
my supervisor who makes like a dollar more an hour than I do at this point. And this woman, she's really worried about Ebola. You know, she watches the the 24-hour cable news, clearly. Because she's just freaking out about it. So she says, does your hotel room throw away and burn all of the sheets after somebody visits? She wanted to know if they burn the sheets for every guest. And at this point, my, my supervisor is he's just used to th this kind of person. So he says, yes, ma'am. Yes, of course we do. Of course we burn all of the sheets. You know, she, she, was, she was satisfied with that answer. That's what she wanted to hear. That's what she needed to hear. I want you guys to know. I want you to know that if your hotel burned all of the sheets in your room or just threw them away, you don't have to go through the whole uh, theatrics of burning them. Just say they actually just got rid of them, threw them all away, threw all the sheets away. You should either expect to pay at least $50 more per night, maybe more than that, to be real, $50 to $100 more per night, and expect to sleep on some kind of uh, shitty-ass sheets. All right? So this week's tip is to just stop kidding yourself. Just stop. COVID is not going away anytime soon, especially in America. And we'll get to that. Uh, so if you go to a hotel, just clean everything. Bring the Clorox wipes, the spray, whatever you can find. Just clean everything. I've been doing this before before COVID. Like the remote, the TV remote at a hotel. There's an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, speaking of that show, where the older brother, the, the giant, uh, his name is uh, Goliath in the show, he, uh, he goes into a hotel room in the episode and he throws the TV remote into a Ziploc bag, and they play the laugh track like this dude's crazy. Nowadays, you watch that episode, he looks like the sanest person in the room. So do that. Do that. Do all the crazy shit. Spray it down. Throw it in a bag. Whatever you gotta do. If you're in a hotel, like, you don't, you don't know, alright? You don't know what's going down. The, the, the cleaning people, they gotta clean room after room after room. And they're usually going in teams, depending on the size of the hotel and whatnot. They could be taking the mask off. You know, they got to inhale a bunch of chemicals, bust their ass all day. Might be hard to breathe with that mask. They could be taking their mask off, contracting it, spreading it, getting it. Contracting and getting it, I guess, are the same thing. But you get my, you get my drift. Hotels are not like the ideal place to be if you don't need to be at one right now. Anyway. Anyway, I digress. I'm fear-mongering at this point. Let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Hi, Chris. Let's talk about movies this week. Hey, Dell. That's a great idea. We, we do have some pretty big movie news. Everything, like all, all the big news kind of just dropped at the end of Thursday this week. So... I'm really shooting by the hip. Like, a lot of it is just like, hey, guess what happened? And we'll get to that. The big news is popping. And by the time you listen to this episode, you probably know what the big news is. But uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. In the meantime, you know, if you're just like more more hermitish, hermitish, more hermit-like, this will all be a surprise to you, including this. Uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Jamie Foxx is going to be returning to play Electro in the next Spider-Man movie. 
So you guys might remember Jamie Foxx playing Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I personally don't remember it because that was the only Spider-Man movie I never saw. And from what I hear, that is two and a half hours of my life that uh, I will never have to get back or wish I could get back. I did, however, see like a 30-minute review of the movie. So I do have a basic idea of how it all plays out. And uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bummed that I missed the movie. Maybe one day I'll, I'll play it on in the background while I'm, uh, I'm getting a root canal or something. So, point is, you know, after The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, it was bad. It was not well-liked. We'll say that. And Sony put the franchise on ice again. And you know the rest of the, the story. They, they struck a deal with Marvel. They rebooted the series for a third time. And now we have Tom Holland playing uh, youngish Spider-Man. And until this point, Jamie Foxx Electro did not exist in the Marvel Universe. But apparently that's about to change. Uh, you know, it's Sony. Of course they, of course they want to, to bring him back to a completely different set of movies. With a completely different Spider-Man and yada, yada, yada. Sony, Sony likes to Sony. You know, I don't know. We'll see. That's just the, the basic details. Uh, you know, maybe this time he'll be playing a, a completely different version of Electro and a, not a cartoon character. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Actually, before we move on, we, we do have a little bit of video game news uh, this week as well. Nintendo has revealed the newest Smash Brothers Ultimate Fighter. You know, they've been doing the, the DLC. And uh, every, like, three, four months, I don't know how often they do this, but, like, let's say that, three, four months, that sounds accurate. They'll, they'll announce a new fighter. And on Thursday... They announced the latest Smash Brothers fighter, which is Minecraft Steve. And, you know, I, they announced a whole bunch of, like, side, like, uh, optional characters for him. Like, the, what was the other one? Alex, the Enders game. I don't know what it's called. Like, the Shadow version of Steve and uh, some other version. The, the Creeper Zombies, whatever they're called. Whatever they're called. Do you remember Donkey Kong Country? Yeah, 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 I remember Donkey Kong Country, but Donkey Kong is already in Smash Brothers Ultimate Delve. Actually, he's in all of them. And Diddy Kong is in Smash Brothers, and Captain K. Rule is in there as well. But but that's not the point, though. Minecraft is the highest-selling video game ever made, according to some article I passively read. That's crazy. That's crazy. Do they include Wii Sports in that? Stat? I bet you they don't, because Wii Sports was included with every uh, every Wii, at least in the U.S. and probably Europe. I know it was separate in Japan, and the Wii, as you know, is probably uh, it was like what the second highest console, second highest selling console of all time. So I bet you they're not including that. But regardless, you know, just don't include Wii Sports, and Minecraft is huge. It's huge. So it was kind of a no-brainer for Nintendo and Microsoft, who owns Minecraft. So hey, this is synergy, as corporate CEO douchebags like to throw around. This is synergy right here, right? 
we're, we're going to promote the hell out of Minecraft with a huge fighting franchise. And Nintendo's like, hey, we're going to promote the hell out of Minecraft with a huge fighting franchise. We're going to get people interested in Smash Brothers that, like kids especially, right? Kids who grew up with Minecraft that maybe never touched a Nintendo system. You know, maybe they played it on the iPad or the phone or, or whatever. Or just a, an Xbox or PlayStation. But now they're like, yo, I can fight with Minecraft Steve? I can fight a Mario? I gotta try this. I gotta try this. And vice versa, right? Microsoft's like, hey, this is this is promo. This is promotion. Nintendo's gonna do all the hard work. You got Mr. Uh, Sakurai developing this game. He's gonna make Minecraft work. He's gonna make Steve look good in the Smash Brothers. So it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. But the internet, apparently, I didn't expect this, but the internet was pretty divided on it. A lot of people were very pissed off because they didn't want to play as some guy made of, like, what is he made of? Like, three blocks? Three three low-poly blocks? I don't know. I, I guess they would have preferred to play as another anime guy. Big eyes and a sword. Because Smash Brothers does not have enough of those characters. <sighs> but like I said, it, it's a smart business move. It, it didn't piss me off. It didn't piss me off at all. I just thought like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. However, you know, I haven't, I haven't purchased any of these DLC characters, so I'm looking at it as an outsider. But uh, yeah, it made sense to me. For me, like it's like, oh cool, uh, the second Western character. I think this is the only only. I think there's only been two Western characters, Western developed characters in Smash Brothers. And the first one was very recent as well, which was Banjo-Kazooie from Rare. So I didn't have a problem with it. But there you go. There's your video game movie news of the week. Actually, uh, now we're going to move on. Now we're going to move on. Earlier in the episode, I teased that we had an exclusive interview with my wife Brittany and last time she was on the show she said I'm not doing this again I'm not doing this again but here we are episode 100 that's like what 62 episodes later she did it she did it so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play the interview for you guys and I hope you enjoy all right thank you for joining us Brittany for our 100th episode uh, 100th episode of Chris to Chris Thank you for having me. This sounds scripted, but it's not. Um, I uh, did come prepared with some questions, and we have, uh, just for everyone listening right now, we do have our uh, little man with us. He is wide awake, and uh, uh, no babysitter in sight. That would be us. So he might speak up a little bit during this interview. Uh, just a heads up. We're not just randomly interjecting with baby talk. All right, Brittany, first question for you. Uh, last time you were on the show was episode 28. And I'm sure you remember, but on that episode, you said that uh, Randy Pitchford was a lying piece of shit. Do you still feel that way about Randy? <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I forgot I don't like this podcast. <laughs> wow, you don't like the podcast. Okay. No, I mean, I like the podcast, but I forgot the questions weren't going to be easy. Um... Yeah, so what do you feel about Randy? Is he a lying piece of shit still? <laughs> I didn't say that. No comment. 
Do you remember who Randy Pitchford is? Brittany is shaking her head. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, all right, Brittany, next question. Nestle shoes or Nike chocolate? Go. <laughs> I would like a piece of chocolate shaped as a shoe. Okay. Which one? Nestle shoes or Nike chocolate? Nike chocolate. Okay, good choice. Uh, all right. Which race of people just needs to go away? <laughs> no, 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 no. Nobody needs to go away. Who are the no-nos? All right. This is going well. Okay. Speaking of Hitler, Brittany. No. Last time you were on the show, uh, we talked uh, about time travel and killing baby Hitler. Remember that? Yes. I think we ultimately decided that uh, killing baby Hitler would be a bad idea because the butterfly effect, butterfly effect would uh, make everybody on Earth disappear, right? Brittany, I've got bad news for you. Because you hesitated in episode 28, <laughs> baby Hitler now has his own time machine and he is coming for you. <laughs> Question, how will you hide from baby Hitler? I'm not gonna hide. He's coming for you. Yeah? We just have to shoot. <laughs> well, we lost our chance, okay? We lost our chance last time. So how are you going to escape Baby Hitler? Because he is not hesitating. Um, in a car? Okay, our, our son is kicking. The, that sound you're hearing a lot of is uh, our son kicking the microphone. Uh, okay, so you're going to escape Baby Hitler in the car. <laughs> That's not a bad choice because babies can't drive. All right. That's it. I feel like I'm a little distracted. My son is trying to. He is nice and quiet, at least. Well, we have a baby. Maybe we fight fire with fire. Baby versus baby. I, I think our baby could uh, take on. I thought you were going to ask me normal questions. I don't know what well, I don't made know you think why that. I yeah. thought that. All right. Uh, okay, let's wrap this thing up. Last question, Bernie. Do you think this show will last another 100 episodes and. Will you come back for episode 200? Definitely and definitely. Wow, that's quite the change. Last time you said uh, you will not be returning. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, you did come back. And uh, sorry our interview was so uh, so brief, but it was fun. Uh, thank you, Brittany. Uh, thank you, son. <laughs> thank you for uh, contributing. Uh, hope to see you on episode 200. Cool to see you. Well, that was fun. I hope we get to do... I, I want to bring in more interviews into this show. I like that format. I think it could be interesting. And we are trying to get 8 billion people listening to this show. And only listening to myself might not attract uh, people who have biases against uh, people named Chris. And I assume that's the only reason you're not listening to the show right now. If, uh, if, if, you know, maybe there was somebody named Chris that hurt you in the past. I don't know, but... Yeah, I want the point is I want to bring in more interviews. I want to do more interviews. Interviews are fun for me. So I go. hope you guys enjoyed that. Let me know, you know, comment section on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on our website, upandloaded.com. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to a little thing we like to call the news. All right, this week's news is going to be a little bit 
a little go goosey, a little loosey goosey. That's the phrase. Remember when we used to do like two news stories on the show and somehow those episodes were like half as long as our current episodes? Like 30, 40, 30, maybe, maybe 40 minutes long. But now we do one story, one news story, and we hit an hour, no problem. Well, this week, uh, I can't help myself. I want to talk about two things. First, primo, primero, Disney is laying off 28,000 theme park employees. Apparently, COVID-19 is still a thing. Disney said, yo, don't worry, don't worry, only 67% of those people are full-time employees. You know, the, the people with good jobs and benefits, only 67% of them are full-time employees. But uh, what, what Disney didn't know is that Chris to Chris has access to high-level technology called a calculator. And we used our, our calculator to find out that according to Disney... 18,760 people with shitty part-time jobs were fired, and 9,240 employees, uh, full-time employees, were fired. Is that right? Do I have that right? I feel like I mixed, I, I flipped the numbers. Maybe not, maybe not. Uh, just, just listen to the story with a giant asterisk. What you do know is that 28,000 people lost their jobs, and several of them were full-time, several of them were part-time. Point is, everybody's losing their benefits. Everybody's getting the shit end of the stick. So now, uh, until Disney allows smoking in their movies again, I'm not going to feel bad for Disney, the company. I feel bad for the employees. I feel bad for the employees. Did I, I don't know, have I ever told the story about... Uh, interviewing for Disneyland. I, I almost worked for Disneyland. I, I got all the way to the second interview. Uh, we should tell that story on the show one day in some some capacity. So I feel bad for the employees, but but not Disney themselves. The the reason they're like it, it's not like Disney can't afford to pay these people. It's because you know they're a uh, they're a traded publicly traded company, and a publicly traded company is expected to make more money year over year y o y they're quarter over quarter they're always supposed to be constantly uh, growing constantly getting bigger and disney did not see this shit coming no way i bet you i've been thinking about this i bet you that disney would have completely changed like they probably still would have bought star wars if they knew covid was going to happen but they probably would have changed the way they handled it completely. Kathleen Kennedy probably wouldn't have been put in charge of it. Maybe. Who knows? George Lucas actually appointed or recommended her, and I think he regrets it now. But point is, I think they would have did it completely different. The whole the theme parks, you know, they, they spent all this money, tons of money, on uh, creating these Star Wars lands or Galaxy's Edge, whatever they call it, in uh, Disney World and Disneyland. And I bet you they would have scaled that back. I bet you they would have. Maybe maybe just prob probably not even have done anything at all until they knew COVID was no longer a thing. But Like Disney, their theme parks probably account for billions of dollars every year. Not probably. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. They, they draw in crowds like nobody else. So, yeah, this has got to be hurting Disney. Anyways, uh, 
you guys know how it is. Uh, Disney, they have to appeal to a piece of the shareholders, and uh, 28,000 salaries should save uh, Mr. Mickey Mouse quite a bit of dough. And uh, after that, I'm sure the, the stock price will crank right back up, which is what uh, Disney is really all about. So that's your uh, feel-good news for the week. In other news, Mr. Uh, President Donald Trump and Mr. Former Vice President Joseph, what was his middle name? Rutherford? No, that's Hank Hill. Uh, Joseph, ah, I wish I could remember. Joseph Eugene Biden. That's what we'll, we'll call him today. Uh, Trump and Biden, they had their first debate on Tuesday. And I want to preface the story with this. Eight years ago, Joe Biden, as mentioned, was vice president of the U.S. And he debated a guy named Paul Ryan. And he embarrassed the shit out of Paul Ryan. Uh, like, point blank. He, he called him out on his shit. And made Paul Ryan look like an ass. Like a young ass. Eight years later, Joe Biden is now 77 years old. And it shows. It shows. All right? There's, there's a, a lot of debate around the state of Joe Biden. Is he, does he show signs of dementia? Is everything... Uh, every weird thing he says just because he's had a stutter in his life. That kind of thing. I watched the Trump-Hillary debates in 2016. But it had nothing on this. It had nothing on this. And, you know, let's, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. Trump called Biden an idiot in this. He said... He said, don't use the word smart to me. And then he started saying, you graduated at the bottom of your class like you were just a total loser kind of thing. And I know it's hard to believe Trump would call somebody a loser. But uh, that's pretty much what he was saying. And Biden, he lost his cool on more than one occasion. He said, shut up, man. He said, why don't you just shut up, man? And... Some people were pointing out that, well, Trump lost his cool too, but people expect that of Trump. Hell, his base wants that from him. They want him to just be that bully. Biden is supposed to be kind of this anti-Trump. But Biden, like I said, he, he's a grumpy-ass old man. He's a grumpy-ass old man. He's cantankerous. He is kind of like, uh, you know who else doesn't tolerate shit anymore is uh, Han Solo. Mr. Uh, Mr. Indiana Jones, Mr. Why can't I remember his name? My gosh, maybe I'm cantankerous. <laughs> cantankerous is not a synonym for old, but maybe that's me. Why can't I remember his name? Han Solo, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford does not have time for your shit. And Joe Biden doesn't either. The difference is, though, is that Harrison Ford is not running for public office for the most important high-profile job in the world. So he has, you know, carte blanche. He can say whatever the hell he wants, and he doesn't really have to worry about it. Biden, it's different. It's different. Uh, if somebody pisses off Biden in an interview or a town hall, he will let his angry old man out. And it doesn't, it's not as appealing 
when he does it. I don't know how else to put that. It's not as appealing when he does it. Anyway, I, I want I want I want to show this debate to somebody that's living in the 1980s. I want a time machine. Is that too much to ask? I just want a time machine. I want to show this debate to somebody living in the 80s or or the 70s or 60s, whatever. The past. TV was still a thing. I want, I want, you know, people are having illusions or delusions of grandeur. Hey, what's the year 2020 going to be like? And immediately people are thinking about living on Mars or some flying cars, whatever, right? Shit that we know didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. We told them what 2020 was really all about. Anyway, let's, let's keep it basic. Say, so, hey, do you want to see what a presidential debate looks like? In 2020? I want to show them this. I think it would blow their minds. I think they would think it was a joke. Right? I don't know. Anyway. The uh, the second debate is in, I want to say like two weeks. October 15th, I believe. And I think we'll give you a breakdown of that one as well. I think so. So, that was a debate. That was a debate. I think it was a total shit show. And I really didn't dive into too much of it. Like, you know, the big news, uh, people complaining about Trump was that he didn't uh, directly denounce uh, white supremacists when he was asked to by the moderator. And, you know, a lot of people are giving the uh, moderator, Chris Wallace, a bunch of shit. They said, like, oh, it was Trump versus Wallace and Biden, or Biden and Wallace, and blah, 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 blah. But... To be real, like, I think he did a fine job as far as uh, what he could do. Trump didn't care. Trump didn't care. He was he was just talking shit the entire time. Bada boom, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom. It caused Biden to lose his cool. Shut up, man. <laughs> what is he supposed to do? You know, it's just one guy. What is he supposed to do? And to be fair, he'd be like, yo, Trump, like, like, he talked to him like he was his kid a lot of the time. And, like, I don't know how much better he could do with that. I don't know how much better he could do with that. Is he supposed to yell at Trump? Is he supposed to, to call, like, call him names? Like, how, how low does 2020 have to sink to? I don't know. But the debate this week was a joke. It was a joke. Like, the, the, the real crime here is that, and this is what nobody's talking about, is that these two people didn't talk about policy. They didn't talk about policy. They talked about how shitty you are and how shitty you are. They didn't talk about policy. What's the point of these debates? It's just it's just uh, worldwide wrestling entertainment. It's just entertainment. That's all it was. I guess they got like uh, 29 million viewers, which was down from 2016, which I think was 43 million viewers. Regardless, you know, it's a lot of people watching any one particular thing in the modern day when you have so much different options but it's down it's down you would think oh the world is ending uh, this is the biggest most important election of our lifetimes this is uh, the end this is the end like you have to make a, deci a decision the line has been drawn in the sand and yet we can't get uh, more than 29 million people watching so uh that was supposed to be the big news. That was supposed to be the big news. But here's the real big news. And if you're if you're listening to this show, like I mentioned, you probably already heard it. You probably already heard it. You probably woke up this morning and you saw, boom, first thing, first notification on your phone. Donald Trump 
and Melania Trump have contracted COVID-19. Happened right before the show was about to record. We're recording, like I said, we're recording late this week. Right before I'm about to record, boom, Trump has COVID. He announced it on his Twitter. And I can already see it. That, that one guy I argue with all the time on my Facebook, he would call it fake. If I, if I said that to him, he would call it fake news. If Trump hadn't tweeted, hadn't, uh, tweeted it himself. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens there. Wasn't it the, uh, was it the Brazil? The president of Brazil? Is that Bolsonaro? He seems like a real, real great asshole. Uh, he had COVID as well. I don't know. He probably doesn't still have it. But Trump is what, 74 years old? He's an old guy. And he's not in shape. But he is also president of the United States. And those guys tend to get good health care. They tend to have, uh, have the things they need. So, you know, he, he, might, he might pull out of this just fine. But that's a, that's a wrinkle, isn't it? That's a wrinkle. I bet Biden is pretty happy that he didn't shake hands with Trump at the beginning of the interview, or the interview, the, the debate on Tuesday. So there you go. Trump has COVID. Melania has COVID. And that, that was like, I think the day before, was it yes, oh, Wednesday? Uh, it was Melania's uh, assistant, whatever her name was. I don't remember. Somebody, some high-profile woman in the White House. I wish I could remember her name. She uh, was confirmed to have COVID. And now Trump officially does. The president has COVID. president of the United States has COVID. And during the debate, you know, he was talking shit about Biden, saying, hey, uh, this guy wears, he wears a mask all the time. He wears a mask all the time. He wears the biggest mask. <laughs> it was the most Trump freaking thing to say. He said, he wears the biggest mask I've ever seen. And now he looks like a total asshole for going on this rant during the debate. Like, this guy has to wear a mask all the time. I'm, I'm 200 feet away from anybody when I'm doing my rallies with no mask. And now he's COVID. His wife has COVID. Uh, who knows how many people around them have COVID. And his wife is much younger than him. Uh, his children, of, of course, are, are much younger than him. But like I said, he's 74 and obese. That's not, that's not a great position to be in with COVID-19. So we'll see. I don't wish death upon anybody. I know some people are probably just like popping champagne in the streets right now. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to just uh kind of watch the uh the circus continue. I, I like I said he has great health care. I'm sure he'll be fine. Um I'm sure Biden is like his his team are probably testing the hell out of him right now even though they didn't shake hands. But you get where I'm going with this. Uh, that, that's your big news. That's your big news this week. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. We actually have a voicemail from our friend of the show, Mr. Colos Dolos. Hello, Christopher. It is I, Colos Dolos. I am so sorry for my absence, but I was listening to your last podcast, and, and you received an email from an angel. I believe her name was Champagne, and I love Champagne. Bubbles, they tickled my nose. But I was wondering, this woman champagne, perhaps she is the love of my life. She seemed determined. And as a Best Buy associate, she wanted to get to the answers of where this DVD had gone. And she was going to hunt it down 
and she was all up in your ass. And I feel that I need a woman like that, someone determined. So I don't want Anne. So you can forget about Anne. Leave her alone. It is now Champagne. She is the one who is destined to become Champagne Dolos. So please, please help me to find this wonderful angel of a woman who has fallen from the best by heaven and into your inbox. Thank you. Thank you for the voicemail, Mr. Kolos. Just to recap for those of you that don't remember, a few weeks ago, told the story on the show about uh, Best Buy. I ordered uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars Physical Edition. It uh, was supposed to come on the Friday it released. Didn't show up. Didn't show up on the Saturday after. And by Sunday, they said, hey, it's lost in the mail. It's lost in transit. You're not getting it back. So they tried to send me a new one. I said, no, just give me the refund. I'll buy it digitally. So they give me the refund. And uh, the next day, it actually finally shows up in the mail. So I'm like, oh, wow. God has blessed me with... uh, Two Super Mario 3D All-Stars, one of which I had to pay for. And uh, we, I got, the next day, I got an email from this woman we're calling Champagne. And she said, hey, look, we noticed that FedEx or UPS is saying that uh, you actually got this game. So we need you to return it by sundown or whenever. Just return it. Just return it to any Best Buy store or send it back to us and we won't charge you. And so now I'm playing a game of chicken with Best Buy. I'm like, you know what? You guys, uh, you guys told me it was lost in transit, and I didn't get to play the game for, for three, three days because of you. It was heartbreaking. And uh, yeah, that, that, that was the gist of it. So Colos, uh, her name wasn't actually Champagne, but I bet she would be very good at tickling your nose. Uh, I think she would make an excellent uh, wife for you and uh, an excellent mother for your future children. You know, much better than Amber or whatever her name was, the the uh, car scammer that, that called us. Champagne has, has yet to actually charge me on the game, as I think I mentioned. But uh, our, 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 our game of chicken will continue... Until further notice. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm 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 recording too late, right? I'm recording this show too late, so I'm starting to get scatterbrained. Point is we'll keep you updated. If they if they charge me, I will uh make a big stink about it, especially on this show. Hey Del, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents listen question time. Thank you, Del. And you know, Del forgot to mention, but uh if you guys would like to leave us a voicemail, you can do so. You can do so. Uh, call us at 909-GUN-DOPE, G-U-N-D-O-P-E, 909-GUN-DOPE. You can leave us a voicemail, and you, you can ask us a question. You can leave us a comment. You can uh, shower us with heaping praise, whatever. As long as it's not trash, and maybe even if it's trash, we, we might play. We might play. We're trying to expand the show to your ears and your friends' eyes. So uh, we, we want you around. We want you to participate. Well, let's move on to these listener questions. We have some great questions this week. Ken asks, who is your least favorite character on Scooby-Doo? It's a great question. Ken, it's a toss-up between Fred and Scrappy-Doo. And I used to love Scrappy-Doo when I was a kid. But that's how I know that 
I am not that smart. That's how I'm not, I'm not that smart. Uh, Scrappy-Doo's catchphrase was, Puppy power! Puppy power. Puppy power. He, he, he was a character that just really didn't need to exist. Uh, you know, he was definitely created, I think, for marketing purposes. Like, hey, let, let's put in a kid character that the kids can relate to. Oh, he's a puppy. I wasn't a puppy. But somehow they were right. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, puppy power. Puppy freaking power. As for Fred, you know, I just don't trust any guy that wears an ascot. Every day, Fred's wearing an ascot. What, what's up with that? What's up with that? He wore that ascot. I think he finally ditched it in the... I haven't seen it, but in that new uh, CGI Scooby movie, I, I think he doesn't have the ascot anymore. But I guarantee you that Fred is into some weird shit. We'll just say that. Real quick, uh, I have a Scooby-Doo movie story. Remember the first Scooby-Doo movie? It was called Scooby-Doo. Uh, the the live-action slash CGI one. I'm not talking about the uh, straight-to-video ones. I think I was 14 when that movie came out. And I was visiting my grandma in Idaho. It wasn't just myself. It was me, my younger brother, and my mom. We were visiting like our, our, our grandma in Idaho. And my mom and grandma wanted to go shopping or something. So they said, hey, let's just uh, ditch these kids at the movie theater. Let's drop them off. They could see it. They could see a Star War or a Scooby-Doo. And just our luck, it was a Scooby-Doo that was in theaters at that time. So they said, hey, uh, we're going to buy you tickets for Scooby-Doo. Do your thing. So to, to wrap this thing up quicker, uh, my brother and I, we get in, we, we buy our Scooby-Doo tickets, sit down in the theater, and we wait. We wait for the movie to start. It's just us in the theater, by the way. We, we chose the back seats. For the longest time, I don't, I can't, well, I, I could tell you why, but it's, it makes the story longer. But we picked the back seats. The back seats is the best seats in the house. Uh, but not when, you know what? Not really. Not when it's just you. <laughs> not when it's just you. Point is, we were in the back. We were in the back. And we were waiting for the movie to start. And we were waiting. And we were waiting. And we were waiting. I think it got to be like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes after the movie was supposed to start. Nothing. Not a preview, not a Maria Menudos. Was that her name? Maria Menudos, the, the chick that's always doing, hey, uh, stop into your local AMC for blah, blah, blah. Make sure you show up 20 minutes before the movie starts. Yada, yada, yada. No, none of that. None of that. So I'm like, okay, I, I got to do something about this. And so I, I go out and I tell one of the 16-year-olds, you know, one of some kid that's like two years older than me, hey, Start the movie. <laughs> Start the movie. It was the only time that's ever happened to me. They, I think they just, they, just so you know, like these movies aren't just on autoplay. A human being does have to actually kick them into gear. And if they think there's nobody there, apparently, they just don't start it. They just don't start it, which is foolish, I think, because you never know. Somebody might join in later. But it was probably like a Tuesday afternoon in Idaho. And I'm sure... They were used to just nobody showing up for a Tuesday afternoon showing of Scooby-Doo. Anyway, that's my Scooby-Doo story. Uh, Ken also asks, why do you think orange and brown were such popular colors in the 1970s? Ken, I actually learned the answer to this question a few years ago. Apparently in the 70s and, you know, I guess to the, a certain extent the early 80s, uh, they, they used more drab colors like brown 
as a response to all the bright, saturated colors in the 60s. You know, America was rebelling against the rebels. They were rebelling against the hippies, the hippie movement, which was so prevalent and popping off in the 60s. And there's a lot more nuance to it than that, but that's the gist of it as I currently understand it. When I worked in Las Vegas, and, wow, this is the second time I mentioned Vegas in this episode. When I worked in Vegas, I got to do a tour of a hotel room. I think it was in the, the Rio Hotel. And the room it was a suite, not just a room, it was a big suite. And it looked like it was pulled straight from the 60s or an Austin Powers movie. And what I'm trying to say is that I'm pretty sure, not even pretty sure, I am sure that tons of drugs and probably orgies happened in that suite. And I tried not to touch anything. I think I was right to. You know, in retrospect, in 2020 retrospect, I think I was right to. Thanks for the question, Ken. Yilly asks, who is sus? I think she, I think uh, Yilly is saying who's suspect for all of my uh, fellow boomers. Yilly, Nick is suspect. Nick is suspect. He, he's always talking about who he saw do what. He's always talking about who he saw. But he's never talking about what he did. Never talking about himself. Just who he saw. Just who he saw. Nick did it. Nick did it. Nick killed all of those innocent people. Thanks for the question, Yelly. Devin asks, can you have Ken proofread your book? He must do so without using adverbs. Devin, would that mean that I would need to write my book without adverbs? Because if so, I would have to do a lot of work to undo what I've already done. Or would it mean that Ken would just have to avoid saying adverbs? I think if we involve some kind of a shock collar to this, the whole thing could uh, go very viral. Thank you for the idea, Devin. I will uh, definitely look into that. Ken asks, in a street fight, who would win? Garfield, Heathcliff, or Tom from Tom and Jerry? Sub-Zero would win that fight, Ken. Oh, sorry, uh, Sub-Zero was not an option, was he? I have read hundreds, maybe thousands of Garfield comics. Again, I'm not that smart. And I've watched a lot of the Garfield uh, TV cartoon from the 90s. But I also checked a lot of, uh, of the Heathcliff uh, comics. And there was a Heathcliff show. I think it was in the 80s. I, I watched a good, good deal of that as well back in the day. But despite having all of this knowledge of these two orange cats, I think Tom would probably kick both of their asses hands down. And that's with the knowledge that Tom can't kick a mouse's ass. But I've seen what he can do. He has some very, very uh, particular skills for a cat, for a feline. You know, Garfield's funny-ish. He used to be funny ish maybe i don't know like again i think i think youth clouds your brain Cloud, clouds your uh your sense of humor <laughs> I, maybe i'm being too hard on myself as a youngster but let's be real you know garfield can be funny but he likes lasagna too much he's a fat lazy cat and i can't remember hearing anything about heathcliff Except uh, that he was also 
fat, and orange. So, like I said, Tom, he, he couldn't kill a lot of mice. But he knew how to take a hit. He knew how to take a hit. He was your fall guy. He, he made traps all the time. And he got fucked up all the time. I don't know, I don't know why the word just dropped out of my mouth in, in that uh, weird short version. Because, again, we're not going to censor it. I apologize again. If you're listening to the show with your, your children or your children's children, I apologize if uh, they're hearing words that uh, you didn't intend them to hear. But, uh, again, I'm recording this at 11.11. Oh, make a wish, guys. Make a wish. It's 11.11 p.m. I wish that I had uh, recorded this earlier. Point is, I think that Tom would win this hands down. Thanks for the question, Ken. Hey, uh, Ken also asks... Does it always pour when it rains, or was the first person to say when it rains it pours just overly dramatic? Ken, I am guilty of saying when it rains it pours many, many times in my life. Truth is, I would love to say that phrase literally. Unfortunately, for California, when it rains, we bitch. That is literally what happens. California is so fucking. See, I don't know what I'm doing with this F-bomb. California is so freaking... They're, they're freaking... They're freaking... You know, let's, let's Dr. Evil this shit. California is so freaking dumb when it comes to rain. We're in the worst fucking... Okay, I'm, I'm cursing. You know what? I censored that one, Mike. Censored that particular F-bomb. I, I said it a little... little uh, with some vitriol. California is so dumb. We're, we're in a drought right now. Our fires are worse than ever. But this, I, I swear, I swear, the second it doesn't hit 70 degrees at least, California is going to start crying about how we miss our sunshine. I miss our fires. At least then we had sun. Now, that's, not, that's not an exaggeration. That's not an exaggeration. It could rain tomorrow. We've been dealing with fires and smoke and heat. Just heat. Just talk about the heat. Triple digits all the time. All the time. It could rain tomorrow. Be a nice 62 degrees. And I guarantee you, so many Californians would be bitching about the rain. When are we going to get our sun back? I miss my sunshine. I don't know what's up with the voice. I don't know why I'm so angry at California tonight. But thank you for uh, inspiring that anger, Ken. Uh, Ken also asks, did Mike make you a cake for the 100th episode? I'm glad you asked, Ken, because uh, he most certainly did not. Mike doesn't know when it's my birthday. Mike doesn't know anything about me. I would say he knows what I talk about on the show, but he's usually on his phone just twiddling away. Just doing nothing. Mike did nothing. And uh, that's why he deserves nothing. Thank you for reminding me, Ken. Devin asks, for the 101st episode, can you ask each one of us a question? We can call in with our answer. Devin, I love this idea. I think this is a great idea. Like I said, I'm trying to incorporate more interviews. This falls right in line with that. This is the synergy we need. Next week on our 101st episode, I will ask you guys individual questions, and if you're up to it, you can call in with your answer. Let's get more voices on this show. I want that. Uh, and then we'll play the, ep the answers on episode 102. 
This is exciting. This is exciting. Thank you for that uh, great suggestion, Devin. So let's wrap the show up. Let's wrap it up uh, with some poll results. Last week we asked, uh, should we make more polls, less polls? What? No changes? All of you guys said make more polls. So this week's poll asks, uh, you know, stand by. <laughs> That's a racist thing to say now. You can't say stand by. Uh, this week we're going to uh, make more than one poll. More than one poll. So uh, just uh, what's what's an alternative way to say stand by? Just be patient. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. We'll be making more polls this week. So, guys, uh, I don't want to alert you or alarm you, but uh, this has been our 100th episode of Chris to Chris. Go ahead and follow us on the social medias. Dell, go ahead and tell the thing. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook for your mom. Yeah, not only can you follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instant Graham Cracker at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, but your mom or mum can as well. And you know how to make that happen. I'm not officially endorsing it, but I'm not not endorsing it. You know you know what I'm saying? That's the sound of a wink. Guys, this has been episode 100. We did it. We did it. We, we made it to the triple digits. We did it. This has been episode 100 of Chris to Chris. Go ahead. Do me a favor. And enjoy your weekend. Or else. <laughs>